This is Umami Conversations. Conversations to feed your soul. Thank you for leaving a review on Apple and Spotify and rating us. Enjoy this episode. Blessing. So for our first episode for this recap session, we have episode 35 and 36 from season two. It is with Valerie Moreno. She shares her story of infertility to celebrate and honor all of the women that are mothers or soon to be mothers or just women in general that have faced issues with infertility. I felt this was a great one to bring back and to remind us that indeed there is hope. So enjoy this. If you want to listen to the full episode, just make sure you go and find episode 35 and 36, which are split in two because it was a really long one, you know. (laughs) So take your time. This content is sensitive and it is very descriptive also. So just make sure that you're ready to tune in. So until our next recap episode, have an excellent and bright day. Blessings and happy Mother's Day to you all. One love. Being married, it's been nine years that um, both of you uh, got married, but I do know that you recently gave birth. So that means that for nine years, there is no child. For eight years. For eight years. Yeah. For eight years. The reason why I'm saying this is because, um, I mean, I know that you're from Salvador, but in our culture, just immigrant cultures, once you get married, the first thing they think about is, <laughs> where's the baby? Yeah. Yeah. That's like automatic. They don't care about anything else. Shelter, none of that. Like, where's the baby? Right. Yeah. So <laughs> I would like for you to to share with us. I do know that on social media you share um, about the issues that you had concerning infertility. Yeah. And nine whole years, eight whole years in a union. Mm-hmm. How was that like? Um, yeah. Let's start with that. So we were actually not wanting to have a baby right away. So even okay. though I got married in my late twenties. Um, we weren't like in a rush to have a baby, like, you know, we're like, let's wait like two years and then, you know, like, we'll, we'll try for a baby, you know? So about a year and a half in to my marriage, um, I started having these weird things happening to my body. So, um, I significantly gained weight, like, uh, while that's not an issue for most people, like I gained weight in like less than six months, I gained over 30 pounds, which was mm. completely out of character because I wasn't, I had not changed my diet that much mm. or I had not changed anything really like big, you know, mm. for me to gain so much weight in such a short amount of time, you know. Mm. So that was like a red flag. Um, the first red flag. The second red flag was I started getting cystic acne. And Agnes, you've known me like for many years. You know that I have never had cystic acne. Never seen I was, that. I had. I have never been overweight even. Yeah. Neither. So, yeah. um, um, so all these, those two changes. The, the and the third thing was that I started having these mood swings that were mm. really scary. Um, I would like snap 
you know, mm. um, get super upset over something. Sometimes I would not be able to get out of bed in the morning. Mm. I was so tired and like sad. And I didn't really have like an actual reason to be mm-hmm. sad or, or to feel like my day was so hard to get through or nothing like that. So it was like, it was kind of odd, you know? So I started um, observing these things in my body. And so I was like, I don't know where to start. I was in a new country. You know, I was, I, I'm kind of like, I'm not super diligent with like going to the doctor yeah. and like doing all these things, you know? So yeah. I Googled really quick. So I was like symptoms, you know, mm-hmm. and nothing seemed to be good news like it was like Mm. for sure it has to do with your hormones you know and all Mm. these things and I was like oh crap I'm like so where do I start you know and so I was like you know what let me go to my gynecologist first and then Mm. maybe I can get reference uh like maybe like to go to see another doctor right and so I went to my gynecologist and five minutes in he's like it sounds like you have endometriosis. And I was mm. like, endo what? I heard about that. Like, yeah. what is that? He's yeah. like, I'm sorry to tell you, but he's like, let me do something that is called a vaginal, not a sonogram, the other one. A- an echography? Yes. Yeah. So ultrasound. Ultrasound. There you go. So uh, when you do that, they can see more clearly and take pictures of your uterus and they can see better, like if there's any scarring or anything. And they could see that I had a very big cyst and I had scarring and stuff. So they were like, okay, mm. you know, um, this looks like endometriosis, but there's only one way to find out for sure. And it is to do a surgery to remove the tissue, send it to a lab, mm-hmm. and know for sure that that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And anyway, we need to clean you up because that's what's causing all this havoc in your body. Mm-hmm. So I had gone in there. My husband had not even finished parking when I was already out and wow. crying on the curb, like sitting down and just like, I need to get a surgery. The doctor told me like, it's going to be really hard for you to have kids. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking in that moment, I was like, are you kidding me? Do you not mm. know that I'm Latina? Like, do you know, that's like the one thing that we do and a lot of it. Mm-hmm. You know how many babies my mom has? Mm-hmm. This is not real. Like, this cannot be my problem, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I didn't believe it, you know? And I was mm-hmm. like, but I didn't know that I was, there's something serious because I could feel it in my you body. You could feel it. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, time passed. I got surgery. That, that was the first of, many procedures I had to go through mm. and so the time started pass, uh, to pass so we went from let's wait a little bit to have a kid to maybe we won't have a kid you know mm. like because I got pregnant seven years and a half into our marriage so mm. um actually December 11th of 2020 mm. <laughs> I got pregnant and um, so we had to go. So we say it was a lot of faith and a little bit of science. And we had to um, start all over again. We had already done some procedures before. But when I lived in Puerto Rico, we went through the hurricane. We lived like very stressful situations. I'm not going to get into that. But it's just like by the time we came here, it was like the best time and the best kind of like situation for us to be able to to start again you know mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um yeah so that's how how it happened that's in 
insane. insane. He's like, I don't even know how you're okay right now. Like, yeah. <laughs> crazy. Like, he was like, like, he is like in awe. Like, he's mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh. So, yeah, I say shout out to the men also that are like there, like, they. Yes. And there, but I think the real test of a of a companionship comes after you have a baby, not necessarily when you give the ba- give birth. Obviously, that's a very important part. But yeah. after, after. <laughs> there's there's yeah there's that's a, a real lot. Test. <laughs> there's definitely a lot. So, um, Valerie, before we we let you go, I know that we could go on and on and on and on and on and on. <laughs> What would you, what would be your last words to women that um, are going through infertility? Yeah, to give hope, a word of hope. Because we go through so much as women. Like Infertility is just one part. Yeah. Just women that are experiencing just a hard time in in their lives, especially in in a time like this. Yeah. Um, I would say... um, it's really hard to understand timing. Like I think timing it could seem like it's an enemy in terms of like maybe things are not happening on my time or on my schedule. But also time can be our greatest ally in terms of like uh, giving us time to maybe heal, maybe grow, maybe save. Uh, maybe get out of debt, maybe um, learn a new skill, maybe uh, work on that relationship with, you know, a parent or a sibling that, you know, I haven't been able to speak to in years. Um, Before I get what I'm waiting for or what is that I wish for. So I would say as a word of encouragement, Waiting is not necessarily a passive thing. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be like a like a waiting room. Like you know, when you're at the doctor and you're waiting to go to the doctor, it's like the most boring place to be. You know, it makes no sense while you're there. It doesn't have to be like that in life. You know, it could be waiting could be actually a very fulfilling and rewarding time if we learn to put our focus and our energy in places that could prepare us for what it is that we are hoping for or building towards. Um, My husband and I always said that whether we had a baby or not, that we wanted to have a full life. And um, for us, that was we had a list of things that we wanted to just get done and we attacked that list you know um and we are so happy that we did because today it really helps us enjoy uh our baby and gives us the space to enjoy her in a in a we're in a better place mentally in a better place financially in a better place just in many areas of life that sometimes you're like, oh, if I had this, then I would do this and that. But like, I had to challenge myself. What if I never get that? Then what? Am I putting my whole life on hold for that? 
uh, before you get married, you're like, oh, if I had a man, I would do this, you know, like, or if I, if I had a house, then I would do this. If I, if I was debt free, then I would do this. Um, if I had time, then I would do that. And the reality is that we're never going to get more than 24 hours. We're never going to get, um, sometimes it's not realistic for us to wait until we have to make the time and we have to make those small steps towards um, what we, it is that we, we hope we have and we, um, we one day receive. So I just want to encourage people to everyone, whoever is listening, you know, um, with all respect, because I know that if you're not there, it's fine. And if this is triggering again, like don't feel like you have to even yes. address this, but um, timing is not always our enemy. It doesn't have to be. And waiting doesn't have to be a season, a dormant season. It doesn't have to be like a really boring, stagnant period. It can be very exciting and it can be very fulfilling and rewarding as well as we uh, wait for what it is that we want. There is a biblical principle and obviously as a pastor, I have to finish with a biblical thought Let's do it. <laughs> to say um, the Bible says, and I think this is a very good financial principle. It says that whoever is faithful in the little, uh, more will be given to them or they will be yes. able to manage bigger more. things. Mm. And so sometimes that, and that applies to our everyday life. If I can manage my emotions now, mm. where I will be able to manage the emotions of a little baby that is going mm. bananas in my mm. head, you know? Um, mm. And, and that's a lot, that takes a lot of healing. That takes mm -hmm. therapy. That takes, um, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of healing again mm -hmm. healing of patterns you know um and so if we are faithful in the little um there is uh that promise that god will be able to put us in to take care of, of bigger and more things so i really hope that that will become a reality to all of the people who are listening um,